Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks today. I can't believe, Stephanie, we're on the 128th podcast. So we, we, we did some podcasts together. We did a half of one together yesterday in Indiana. We did one whole one together uh, as we wrapped up the book of Philippians, which we just loved. And, and, uh, but here we are on the phone line again, going back and forth and, and, and knocking out these podcasts and talking about how God has made a difference in Stephanie's life and my life. And I want you to be thinking how God has made a difference in your life. And stop by and see us, you know, like Anasimus here. Uh, sometimes we go back and we make things right and we show up and our name actually fits. And, you know, we all get a new name, Stephanie. And, and Anasimus, his new name was Christian, so he had to be better. And But uh, as always, my co-host, my friend, Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie, how are you today? Doug, I'm doing so good. I'm propping my eyelids open with toothpicks. Praise God. That's a brand new answer right there and a continuation of answering. So there's a lot going on uh, here in the book of Philemon. And, and we're just seeing, man, old Anesimus, he bails out. So he's on the farm of Philemon uh, over there in Colossae. He's, he, he escapes. He's a slave when slavery's never right, owning another person's never right, making somebody work as a slave's never right. We're totally against that. We're collective with that. And, uh, but most likely what happened here is Philemon had bought out the debt uh, from this guy, Onesimus. You didn't have things like bankruptcy back then and all the things you can do today to get out of things and stuff like that. And Philemon, ex- uh, Philemon has a guy, Onesimus, one of his slaves escapes and he goes down to Rome. And and that's what we've been talking about. He gets down to Rome and he meets Paul. And, and you know, Paul's chained to a guard and Philemon ends, uh, I'm sorry, Onesimus ends up in there and Onesimus gets saved and Onesimus' heart gets right and Onesimus changes. So, so Paul sends a letter to Philemon to say Onesimus is coming home. He's not running from his sin. He's not running from things he did wrong. He's on his way home. And, and uh, I think that's what's going on here. And it's really good. We covered the first 12 verses. Ended with whom I have sent again, thou therefore receive him. That is mine own bowels. He's talking about this guy is part of me now. He He's talking about Onesimus being one of them, and, and I like that. And uh, he goes on in 13 there, whom I would have retained with me that in thy stead he might have ministered unto me in the bonds of the gospel. He's saying this guy is so good, Stephanie. He's saying that he's so good that he wanted to keep him there. I mean, what does that say and to you? Obviously, Onesimus had gone through a transformation. Yeah. Um, because we have him being unprofitable. We have him being such a, and I don't use this term in the sense of him as a human being, but he had become worthless to Philemon. Um, and then we have Paul saying, I didn't really want to send him back to you. I mean, I love him. He's dear to me and all this. And so it's like, I think we see the power of the gospel here, what the gospel can do in the heart and life of a person um, the, the hope it can bring, the literal complete transformation. Complete. It's incredible. Yeah, it is incredible. Then if we look at 14, and, and, and I think this is something that when we get saved, when God gets a hold of us, you know, we forget sometimes, Stephanie, as we're dealing with these 
things that involve PTSD, that hurt our hearts, that, that, that make us slide in the wrong direction. We forget we've got a responsibility to be different. We've got a responsibility yeah. to change things, to have people say, hey, I wanted to keep, uh, you know, Doug here. I wanted to keep Stephanie here and whatever the case may be. But then verse 14, it says, but without thy mind would I do nothing that thy benefit should not be as if it were of necessity, but willingly. So he's kind of making this play. He's saying, listen, but not without you. I think this guy's profitable to the ministry, but not without your permission, Philemon. I want to do this right. And and what do we say when we say we want to do things right? I mean, what does that mean in a godly in a godly sense? I think Paul wanted to make sure he went about this whole um, situation in a in a way that would be full of integrity, that would be full of the love of Christ being shown to each person involved, and. Um, I think Paul wanted, Paul's end goal always was that Christ would receive honor and glory. Yeah. And I think that's the bottom line. He wanted Christ to receive honor and glory throughout the whole process of the restoration of this relationship. And boy, he's working hard at that. And, that, and you know, that next verse, I think he even says more. It says, for perhaps, mm-hmm. for perhaps he therefore departed for a season that thou shouldest receive him forever. He's talking about how we're, you know, friends of friends forever. Brothers and sisters are mm-hmm. brothers and sisters forever who've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, who've uh, uh, who've allowed the slain, uh, uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who rose again, is at the right hand of the Father. When Jesus is in your heart, you're different. I think that's what's going on there. He said he departed mm-hmm. for a season, but, you know, this guy's different. And, I, I mean, have you met those different people, Stephanie, in our ministry? Have Have you saw the changes? Have you seen people completely change to be unprofitable to profitable? Yes, I think that's what, I mean, any ministry is ultimately supposed to be about, is watching God transform hearts and lives. Um, but since working with Wounded Spirits, um, watching people, you know, looking at this from that perspective, from the perspective of PTSD or trauma, someone who has been through those things feels completely worthless. They feel um, that they aren't of much value or whatever. And um, I think to a certain extent, Onesimus must have felt that way. And God is the one who brings healing and brings you that sense of worth and that sense of um, I've been created by a God in heaven who loves me and has a full plan for my life. Yeah. And um, I think that's that's one of the whole purposes we do this, even this podcast, to give people hope and that they would know that they are of great worth and of great value that God esteems them enough that he died for them. And, you that's know, for the hundred, yeah, and for the 155, 55th time, or whatever it is, let me just say, God <laughs> will save you where you're at, but he's not yes. leaving you there. And, uh, right. and, I, and I think there's a lesson here that's, uh, and that lesson's eternal. God doesn't leave anyone yes. where they're at. He brings us to a place, not now as a servant in verse 16, but above a servant, a brother beloved, especially to me, but how much more unto thee, 
both in the flesh and in the Lord. And then I want to throw 17 in on this one. If thou count me therefore a partner, receive him as myself. So there's two things going on in 16 and 17, Stephanie. He said, I'm not just sending him back as a servant. I'm sending him back as a born-again, blood-bought Christian, accepting Jesus Christ. Uh, this isn't the guy who escaped. This is the guy who's coming back forever. This is the guy who is special to me. This is a guy who's not, you know, he's all about God now. And so if you count me a partner in the ministry, if I'm part of your ministry, uh, receive him as myself. I mean, that speaks to uh, uh, Paul saying, this guy's as good as I am. He's talking about him now. I believe, Stephanie, I don't know if you see this, but I believe he's talking about him being as good as Timothy now. Yeah, I think he's definitely, Paul has, Paul and Philemon have developed such a strong, close relationship that Paul is literally telling Philemon, I want you treating Onesimus like you would treat, like you would treat me. I want you to receive him. And boy, you talk about God's grace needing to be displayed. Um, Because Onesimus had been literally, Paul uses the term unprofitable. Yeah, and um, and now Paul is asking Philemon to receive him as himself. That's like, whoa, okay, God's grace is definitely going to be involved in this in this scenario for this to play out the way that Paul and obviously the Holy Spirit of God is wanting to see it played out. Wow, and I I think you know I think that just hits it. I think we can. You know, the most important thing here as we go through God's Word, as we sit in these podcasts, the most important thing is what's the message that we get out of this? And the message that we get out of this is you're different if you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. You're so different, you don't escape situations anymore. You're so mm-hmm. different, people begin to matter. You're so different that uh, that you learn under the feet of your preacher, which is what Onesimus did here with Paul. And, yeah. and I think that's where we're going. And then look at verse 18. If he hath wronged thee or oweth thee aught, put that on my account. You know, if he's done anything wrong, if he owes you any money, put it on my account. Then look at 19. It says, I, Paul, have written it with my own hand. I will repay it. Albeit, I do not say to thee, how much owest unto me, even thine own self besides. So Paul's turning it around and saying, dude, you owe me. And then he says, yeah, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. So Paul takes these three verses and he's saying, I'm not sure what, you know, what kind of money you got into this guy, what he stole from you. It makes it kind of makes you think there might, might have been a horse or a camel or something stolen he'd ride on. Might have been food stolen. You know, he, he had a probably some type of indentured slave or indentured service contract. And, and Paul's saying, whatever, whatever he owes you, put it on my account. But then he reminds him, Stephanie, of what he's done for Philemon. I mean, is there some yeah. dichotomy there? Is there uh, what's consistent about that? Well, what I see here is is Paul's trying to teach. I think this book is not about you know. Yes, we get we see here so much grace of God that was displayed in Onesimus's life, but I see this book being God teaching Philemon a lot too. Yeah. And um, Philemon obviously loved the Lord. Philemon was letting, I mean, there was a church in his house. This guy was all in for God. But God was trying to teach him a whole new level, 
set of lessons in this situation with Onesimus. And God is trying to remind Philemon, I think, through Paul, of look, Philemon, remember where you came from. And remember where you would be if God hadn't brought me into your life. And Paul's not saying that in a proud sense. This is written under the Holy Spirit. It's inspiration. But it's like he just wanted to remind Philemon of what God's grace had done in his heart and his life. Yeah. And I have to remember that when I work with people. Because there's sometimes you want to get frustrated or you just want to say, seriously, get this. We've gone over this umpteen times and and why why is this such a struggle that's where my flesh goes especially on the days you know when you don't sleep the night before you counsel and your brains had it as far as physical physically and then God reminds me of how much grace and patience he's had with me and if the God of the universe can be patient with me if he can be showering me with grace on a daily basis when I don't deserve it how dare I not have the the patience and, and display God's grace to others who need it and who are hurting and who are confused. And I think that's what Paul is trying to explain to Philemon is, I understand you've been done wrong, and I'm here to make sure those wrongs are righted. You can put those on my account. But at the same time, let's not forget where you would be if it wasn't for God's grace. Yeah. And that's a powerful lesson for oh. Oh, it, it, it's so there's so much to that because there's there's a lot going on. I mean, essentially, I wrote this letter in my Bible years ago, and and I'm sure this is out of something like John Phillips or uh, you know the, one of the Moody books, one of my uh, uh, one of my decent you know commentary books. But I wrote this letter. I, I think someone probably preached this, but this is the idea. It's got. I wrote this in my Bible, and this is what I think is happening at this point in the Bible, in the book of Philemon, it says, Dear Philemon, this is how, you know, we make this a one-paragraph thing. It says, Dear Philemon, a remarkable thing has happened here at Rome. I have run into a slave of yours by the name of Onesimus. He has become a Christian and has been a tremendous help to me. Would you let me have him? If you cannot see your way clear to give him to me, maybe you would sell him to me. Love in Christ, Paul. I mean, that's what I have in my Bible. I, that's what I think is where we're at in this verse. I think, I think that's what we're up to. I think, yeah. you know, I think that's where we got right there. And uh, having confidence in verse 21, in, in thy obedience, I wrote unto thee, knowing that thou wilt also do more than I say. But withal, prepare me also a lodging, for I trust that through your prayers I shall be given unto you. He says, you know what? I think I'm coming. Get a place ready for me. Uh, you know, when, when Debbie and I call you, Stephanie, we say, get out the blow-up bed, you know? And, uh, man, I slept on that blow-up bed for about three nights. Uh, and then we were at a church doing a concert with the kids. And, and uh, Debbie and I down there, we love when we come to your house. But it says, but withal, prepare me also a lodging. Get it ready. There salute thee, a Epaphras, uh, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, then it says, Marcus, uh, Aristarchus, Demas, Lucas, my fellow laborers, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. So he's going on and he said, now he's preparing his spirit. He said, you know what? May the grace yeah. of God be with your spirit. Uh, you know, this whole thing, you know, I don't want it to be a secular answer. I don't want it to be something 
that we can hear. I don't want it to be something. I want this to be a spiritual answer. I want a spiritual answer here. So the grace of God be with your spirit. So, I mean, we see this, Stephanie. We know the no. He's saying, listen, I want this dude back. I want him to serve. I want him to make a difference for me. He's talked about the money. He's talked about be willing to pay back the money. He He's reminded Philemon of everything he's done for Philemon. I mean, there's a million things going on here, but I think the coolest thing out of all this is he's saying, listen, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. And uh, uh, I mean, what are you thinking, Stephanie, when you put this into uh, you put this all together with that note. Hey, it's Paul. Onesimus came down here. He got saved. He's right with God. I want him with me. If he owes you anything, I'll pay it. Thank you. Uh, love in Christ, Paul. I mean, what's what's Philemon thinking? What are you thinking? I don't... It's, it, this is a loaded question because Paul just got done saying, accept this guy back who betrayed you. Accept a guy back who treated you like dirt. Forgive him accept him as if he were me but i'm planning to come to see you paul through the eye of faith was believing god was going to get him released oh yeah man he and he lived in the positive yeah yes and um i tend to be more pessimistic than paul was but i love where he says verse 22 sticks sticks out to me greatly here um because he says prepare one thing you're lodging for i trust that through your prayers i shall be given unto you and yeah. quite honestly, that's what sticks out to me more than anything in this in these verses because we we sell God short. We sell ourselves short because we do not seek God the way we should, and we lose sight of how much God wants to work through our prayers. And in a sense, and I mean this with all reverence, but in a sense, almost ties his hands and waits for our prayers to come to unbind those hands so that he will do what he wants to do, what he's waiting to do, but he's waiting for us to come to him and seek him for it. And, you know, this church, Philemon, they were praying for Paul. And Paul was saying, because you're praying for me, this is going to happen. And that stands out to me because all throughout Scripture, we see examples of God moving in exact, you know, in exact um, answers to the prayers of his people. And yeah. that this verse encourages me because it reminds me that I can go to God and know that he wants to work through my prayers. And that's a powerful, that, that little prepar prepositional phrase, through your prayers is the powerful thing that stands out to me here and and god wanted us to see that phrase yeah. um he had the holy spirit put that in there the importance of praying for each other the importance of lifting up our fellow brothers and sisters in christ and letting them know that we care for them yeah that we love them and that's what paul's doing here this whole book is about paul showering his love on timothy and um philemon onesimus he talks about him at the beginning. Paul was all about loving those pe the people around him, even from prison. Yeah, and that to me is is such a good reminder of that's what that's what ministering to others is all about. It's all about showering love on them. It's all about letting them know 
hey, I care about you. I care about you so much. I'm willing to invest in you, be it time, be it money, be it resources, be it my own life. I'm willing to invest in you. And Paul did that in Onesimus's life and Philemon's life. And we still read about it today and the impact that one person can have, the difference one person can make in another person's life just by showing them the love of Christ. Yeah. And that's what Paul did for Onesimus. Yeah. And Paul had done it for Philemon years before, and then he did it the same thing for Onesimus. And, you know, Philemon was a rich, slave-owning, you know, I get the idea for him to have slaves like this. Philemon was well off. Yeah. But as we can see clearly displayed, Paul loved Philemon and Onesimus the same way. He was not a respecter of persons. So there's just there's so many lessons here um, that, oh. that reach out and grab me. It's just like, wow. Yeah, it's, it's just this continuous. And again, the thread or the common bond that was in Philippians of, of character, of doing right, of keeping your eyes on heaven, staying positive. I'm seeing that over here in Philemon. I'm seeing that that same common chord, that same common bond, that character matters, that, you know, if someone's saved, that matters. And prayer changes things. And boy, we're seeing that, that prayer changes things. And, and uh, you know, he, he's talking about Onesimus here on that same level. He introduces Onesimus, a former slave, a former bond servant, whatever the case may be, he reintroduces them to Philemon, his master, his owner, as somebody who's at the same level as both of them. And, and that's exciting. And, and, you know, when we get saved, it doesn't matter what it, what, where we come from, what we came out of. And, and, and so many, Stephanie, and I know we mentioned this, so many uh, have come out of bonds, have come out of hurt, so many hurting hearts listen to this podcast, so many of our friends with PTSD, so many of our, our friends, missionaries around the world. I think we had nine countries listen to a podcast uh, the day before yesterday. I mean, these are these are people all over the place and, and, and they know what we know and what everybody needs to understand as we listen to this is God changes things. Uh-huh. He changes things. So when we come to the end here in Philemon, God can change you. He can He can bring you back to that place uh, uh, that he made you to be in. That name, Onesimus, a, a prophet, beneficial is the meaning of that name. How things can change, how, how things can go to a different place. And I think that's significant here. And I, Anything you want to say, Stephanie, in closing about how God can change folks and and change those ladies listening who who think they've been through those bad marriages they've had those terrible times there's there's been terrible hurt and those men out there that have uh, witnessed terrible things and have had terrible hurt just these men and women who've been hurt who've been drugged through it who the world is just just shredded what would you say to them after looking here at the book of Philemon I would say remember that you're loved with an everlasting love and remember that God, you never fall so, so deep that God isn't there to lift you up. And Onesimus had gone to the bottom. Yeah. And yet God was there guiding, directing, protecting, leading him to where Paul was. Yeah. And so in the midst of those moments, when you feel like God isn't anywhere around, God could hear less if I exist. Mm. Remember that that is not, God speaking, that is the devil trying to discourage you and look up 
get in your Bible. If you need help, reach out for help. Contact us. And remember that, that God, yes, and remember God promises, draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. And that's why we here, we're here. That's why this ministry exists is because when people are seeking the Lord and they need help, we want to be here as his representatives, as his ambassadors right. to help you, to help you know how you can draw nigh to him right. and get to know him. And that's the most blessed hope in the world is that you can know Jesus one-on-one Amen. and walk with him. Yeah, it's all right there. It's it's knowing that, boy, God changes things. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to name this 128th podcast, God Changes Things. And brothers and sisters, he can change you. He loves you with an everlasting love, as the Bible reminds us all the time. He's all in for you. He can change you. He can bring you to that that next place you got to go to. He can erase that. He can erase hurt. He can erase hurt. Uh, bad feelings, and uh, we just got to go to him. And what Stephanie said, we're here to help. Get a hold of us. Go to our Facebook pages. Go go on over to uh, uh, Help for Wounded Spirits. We want to hear from you. We want to talk to you. We, uh, uh, we feel honored to be able to come into your airways. Well, may God bless you. Listen, we'll talk to you folks real soon. We're looking forward to talking to you tomorrow morning. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.